I'm sitting here with Kevin Douglas, a uh, young American playwright uh, who we've talked to on the, f- bef- on the podcast before. He wrote uh, Thaddeus and Slocum, a vaudeville adventure that premiered at the Looking Glass Theatre Company. It was a re- remarkable uh, show, as you can judge by the subtitle, A Vaudeville Adventure. Um, uh, Kevin is a young African-American playwright, and I mention his race because he has written a searing new drama about reparations. Hang on, let me check my notes. No, it's a comedy. It's a <laughs> comedy about (laughs) reparations. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast number 584, The Comedy Plantation. Kevin Douglas's new play, Plantation, is having its world premiere right now at the Looking Glass Theater in Chicago in a production directed by Looking Glass founding member David Schwimmer and starring eight phenomenal actresses. It's a family comedy that deals with race and legacy and family and atonement. And did I mention it's a comedy? And in addition to its many laughs, some of which are definitely uncomfortable, its ending took me absolutely by surprise and brought tears to my eyes. Plantation is currently in previews and opens this Saturday night, March 3rd at Looking Glass Theater in Chicago. And I was so happy that Kevin took the time to sit down and chat with me about his creative process up to this point. He started by explaining why he decided to create a comedy about reparations in the first place. I think that uh, comedy is the best way to to uh, get get people to hear a story with with the type of subject matter that that this deals with, uh, and and comedy with comedy it doesn't. Or my hope is that it doesn't come off as preachy. Yeah, right. Say, yeah. As preachy, so so I think that's a good way to get people let people in, mm-hmm. right? And and a yeah. spoonful of sugar. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. So 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 yeah. So that's that's basically how or why I mean I love comedies yeah. so that first of all first and foremost and I that's that's how I uh, that's identify I, yeah. comedian yeah that's yeah. how I get down okay Austin comedy, comedy is, how is I your get jam is my jam um well and, and to give the t- give the title it's full due it is plantation exclamation point mm-hmm. and and I th- and I can't remember you might have said this on the previous podcast or I'm just insane but I could have sworn walking in this afternoon to the matinee that it, this was a musical comedy it's not a, which is even a scarier idea I think people think because the exclamation point they it reminds them of Oklahoma, yeah. So with exclamation point. <laughs> so we wanted people to know that this this is going to be different than than what you what you might expect. Yeah, if it just said plantation, like hmm, what's eh. Well, <laughs> eh. oh, plantation. Oh god, that Wait, sounds exclamation mark. Whoa, that. I have to see this show. <laughs> well, it's 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 a great cat. You have written the play. Uh, 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 David Schwimmer has directed it. Um, it's an all female cast, which uh, uh, I mean that that alone makes it distinctive. It seems to me. Um, 
sadly. But yes. Yes, sadly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and it's a, it's got a great premise, which is that uh, an older matriarch, um, whose name is Ms. Lillian, sees the descendant of a, of, a, of a slave owner who has decided she's going to do something with her uh, um, plantation, <laughs> the titular plantation. And um, I won't say what she's what she decides to do because that decision happens relatively late in the play. Mm -hmm. um, talk a little bit about the process of you, you know, getting out of your writer's room and now working with director David Schwimmer and, and these uh, eight, seven, eight actresses. Yeah. So moving from the writer's room to uh, having the actors and having the director has been... Uh, it's it's just help the show grow yeah. and just uh, make it stronger. David's David's been fun and we've uh, we've gotten close over the whole whole process in, because we've <laughs> we're constantly calling each other or or uh, sending emails about what if what if this happened or hey what do you think of this oh, you know okay, yeah. and 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 then like he'll he'll have a pitch he'll throw it to me and then I'll I'll write it and and then we'll try it and there's even been occasions where he and I are this just happened this week where we were excited about a joke it's like oh my it's finally gonna work yes and then we we throw it out to the to the cast we're like okay go ahead read, do, read these new pages great they read it and they're just just crickets oh no <laughs> that's a better cricket than I do that's oh. Yours is better. So, so, so we, so we say, oh, okay, I guess that does it, because we've we've used the room to gauge jokes. Yeah. So it, it's and it's a good gauge, and the the, the ladies are are of the cast are, are very honest about <laughs> whether or not something works. So like, we're like, come on, don't you get one? If, and if we have to overexplain, we realize, you know what, that one we're gonna have to put in the graveyard. That's. That, that joke's not good. Well, and you talked in the talk back a little bit about how there's a character of a servant who's Latina, and, and, and she was always a struggle for you, but that the actress has helped quite a bit yes. shape the character. And I remember when, we, when, when I worked on In the Garden, a Darwinian love story, and I, and I played the butler in a bunch of smaller parts. You know, I just had, you know, when I'm hired, or when this actress is hired, you're hired to make the part, to think about the part exclusively, mm -hmm. you know? so. And you've got eight characters to be writing about. So I can imagine that the actor's help was really valuable because they are thinking about the character in maybe ways you've never considered. Right, definitely. And the, that, that character was, was challenging in that I didn't want her to be just a maid. I wanted her to be more than a maid. Right. Because one of the things we want to do with this play is, is mess with people's expectations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they come in thinking, oh, okay, so she's the maid, but, but, but oh, there's more to her yeah. than that. Yeah. And I won't give that away. But so, so that's, uh, that's, been, that's been great. And, and her challenging us, uh, the, the actress that played, plays her, Hannah, uh, she, she just challenged us in, in, in great ways, and as well as the rest of the actors, sure. you know, but, but it's only helped us uh, step back and, and then realize, that's, as I was saying earlier, getting ego out of the way, yeah. right? Yeah. I could have been easily like, listen, that's not the story, blah, 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 or no, no, shh, that's, that's not, that just, it doesn't help you. It just doesn't well, help you. So. And, and seeing it up on its feet, in front of people, you're now beginning to look at an entire picture rather than all the parts. Right. And so seeing the whole picture is, I mean, that's why performances and previews are so important. Yeah, 
Definitely. I mean, you can't just, more than readings, I guess is my point. Yes. Production is more important than readings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More yeah. valuable. Yeah, it's it's so important to, to get it get it on its get it on its feet. And, and there's such a difference even from just the rehearsal room to the stage. You think you have solved all the <laughs> all the script issues are solved because in the rehearsals we we cut all the things that needed to be cut and right. then you see it with everything. Oh, we were wrong. <laughs> I hate that. How did you? I mean, first of all, I just applaud the idea of writing a comedy, first of all, and then a comedy about reparations even even more so, because for me, the best comedies are the one that address serious issues, comedies that have meat on the bones. How did you find your narrative? How did you find the story on which to hang all the things you wanted to say about this issue? Sure. I, well, I think about race, right? The race and... The race, the like race, the Facebook? The race, the Facebook, right. I think, <laughs> I think about uh, race and I think... I think of it in terms of, of how, what are what are some ways we can fix it, and 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 reparations was uh, was was what came to mind. It's like, oh, how does that, how would that work? Right, because we we can't just give all black people. <laughs> I mean, we, that would be great. I we can. Uh, let me take that back. I retract that. We we can. I just don't know how that would work. Right. So I was like, what if an individual knew she he or she had a legacy of 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 slavery. Yeah. What would they do if they, how would they make a difference if they decided to? Like, you know what, I need to change this. Yeah. What, what, what is the steps, the step that they would take? Because it's got to start with the, the person, yeah. right? It's got to yeah. start with you. And, and yeah, and so that's how, how I came about, about that. And then I lived in Texas, so I, it had to take place in Texas. I lived there for 11 years, from like age 11 to 21. And, and, and I'm I, from California, so I don't even think of Texas as being a, a slave state. But of course yeah. it was. Yes, 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 it was. And, and I grew up there in the, 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 the 80s, 90s. So just some of the conversations in the play and, and things that are dealt with and just uh, the, uh, the dialogue is actual conversations and things that I've dealt with. And these are real people. I guess that's, the, that's what makes me not sad. It just people, I've had a few people comment in the past with readings that have said, Come on, no one is. No one acts like that. No one. And, uh, and them, like, have you lived in Texas? America? No, America. Thank you. No, yeah. you're just Texas. Yeah, America. Look, look where we are right now. Like, it's it's dead on. I'm sure when Obama was in office, it was like, come on, Kevin, this is too. But now that it's it's open, I haven't had those com- those comments. Yeah. But when I was doing readings years before, it was uh, mm, they're a little too broad. They're a little now. People, that's not even something they ask. They're like, that's 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 about right. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Well, I, I mean, I'm a big believer uh, in that in in that documentary I saw uh, called Avenue Q that says everybody's a little racist. That song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I like to. Th- I, I I know I am, but I, I I hope that I'm the you know liberal, progressive, benevolent, well-intentioned racist. You know, when I because I know I've said shit over the years that has been wrong, uh, and I hope that. I, so I hope I'm, I mean, I would have voted for Obama for a third term. I mean, what? oh shit, what did I say? What did I just say? Um, I but, gotta go. Wait, wait, where'd Kevin go? Um, uh, but, uh, and that's what I thought the play captures so well. You know, that, um, uh, uh, it, it, none of it sound, none of it felt false to me. I mean, because I've heard see people say ridiculous shit and not know what's coming out of their mouths and not even, not even appreciate what 
what's coming out of their mouth. And there was a talk back afterwards, and, 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 and one woman said, you know, the value of a play like this, and I would argue a comedy like this, is that you get to see behavior that is just outrageous and and you go, oh my God, I've done that. Even while you're laughing at it, mm. you know? Mm. Even while you're laughing at it. How, so there's a, so the comedy about reparations, challenge one, then you, a, a dude, writing about six women. What was that, how was that challenge? I, oddly, it came out of me easily. <laughs> it was, it Congratulations. Was, <laughs> so, because the, the, three, the, the three sisters, uh, they were easy to write. Lillian, Lillian is is pretty much like my, I guess she, I want to say my heart, but yeah. what she, the things that she says are what I want the world to be. You know, yeah. I want us to work on fixing things. I want us to take that step to make the world better. And, and she's and not she, without her blind spots either. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then the three sisters are an amalgamation of, of my wife, who, who's in the play, who uh, my wife and her. Her, uh, her, her friends and her sisters, like kind of, they're all kind of mixed, mixed together. So it was easy to write these people because I have a lot of women in my life that yeah. I that I know. Most of my friends are women, actually. Yeah. So it was easy to, to, to just vomit this play out. I, I well, and, and probably great to have a wife at home who could read it and go, "Wow, dude, you are way off." Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely, definitely. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. And you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Podcast. What? Yes. Merrily and yay verily, motherfuckers. Where can you RSC the RSC? This week, the RSC returns to the new Victory Theater in New York City for the off-Broadway premiere of William Shakespeare's long-lost first play, Abridged. We have 10 public performances from March 2nd to the 11th, in, the ad- in addition to a bunch of student performances, which will be followed by performances of long-lost shakes in upcoming weeks in Hayes, Kansas, Indianapolis, Indiana, La Crosse and Madison, Wisconsin, and the Pittsburgh Public Theater for all of June 2018. We'll also be doing one performance of the Bible, the Complete Word of God abridged, in Orono, Maine in March. And pop-up Shakespeare, our new book, is on sale worldwide. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Kevin Douglas, the author of Plantation, now in its world premiere run at the Looking Glass Theater in Chicago. At Looking Glass, it's very... I can't speak to other theater cards, but it's it's super collaborative mm-hmm. like everyone is 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 in on 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 the process mm-hmm. and and i can't imagine especially going through two process, processes like this i can't imagine developing a new play and not involving the actors like that it just it, it you do yourself a disservice yeah. it, they're living the characters they're going to ask you questions and they're going to know things that you probably didn't even think about or think of things that you didn't even think about. And so that's just helped over over the years. With the, the workshops that I would do, I definitely ask the actors their feedback. So I do readings and I sometimes actors do readings and then it's like, see you later. Yeah. Um, but many times I'd say, okay, let's do 30 minutes. If you all have the time, what do you think? Or what, mm-hmm. I wanna get everyone's input, you know? Yeah. I, 
ego has to be, you have to remove ego, which can be challenging. There were days where I was like, oh, God, I feel like I'm getting beat up. <laughs> no, keep it coming. I, I, it's, 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 for, it's for the play. Just go. Keep going. Keep, okay. All right. And I go. I, I sit with it, digest. And they're, they're right. There, there are times where they were dead on. And then there's times where I'm like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Did you cling to things? Did you cling to things like, oh, no, this is important. This is invaluable somehow? Yeah, there was stuff, there's stuff that I cling, clung, cling, clung, 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 to from, uh, from the reading that has worked all the way through the reading. And then it got on stage and it's like, oh, my God, that's just not working at all. And wow, what was the difference? It's eating in three dimensionals, people standing up on their feet against the set. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it, on the page it was just red and, and everyone was laughing. Okay, so I'll give you an example that, of something that kind of hits yeah. now. It may be gone by the time we open, who knows. <laughs> the, when the, 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 I don't want to give it away. Well, there's a moment where the sisters switch places, right? Yeah. And then they switch places again. And we should clarify. We should clarify. There are two sets of sisters. There are three white sisters, and then there are three black sisters. Yes. And so on the page, every time I got to that part, everyone in the room would die laughing. On stage, it's like, oh, that's. Uh, it's like, oh, that's pretty funny. And and I also and here's why. Oh, here's why some of it's not working. Yeah. Or didn't. Or I realized that some of it didn't work. And I think you said it. The stage is huge. Yeah. So, you, uh, comedy is fast, and so there's moments that on the page are quick, but Kevin, they gotta cross from there to there to land the joke, and by the time they get... The moment's gone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. so there's a lot of altering we had to do in that sense. Right. Like, oh right, they're not next to each other. They're, <laughs> oh right, the door is over there, right. and... <laughs> well, I mean, you're in previews. It, it felt very assured for whatever it was, your fourth or fifth preview. I mean, oh. there was so, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of Chekhov's things that happened early in the first five minutes where they all paid off, mm -hmm. you know, where you introduced some drugs, you introduce the idea of balloons, you introduce all this stuff, and then it all just pays off, from my perspective, beautifully. Yeah, so, I mean, that comic stuff, is, it was terrific and seemed so um, assured, even at previews. But how are you fine-tuning the characters, or are you fine-tuning the characters? We, we're, right now, I think it's going to be mostly about tightening it, tightening tightening the show. There's, there's, there's still moments that I think I could, I could say less, or, or oh wait, I think I say that here. <laughs> I should pull that out. We don't need to hear it twice. But then there's some, t there's time, especially to land a joke. I've got to, I got to repeat yeah. that thing. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, uh, the characters are. I, I, I think, I think they're there. They're there. They're. We made a big. I won't tell you what it is, but we made a big change with one of the characters that has just helped immensely. Like the, the show is so much better for it. Well, you've got eight eight strong folks up there on that stage, and it, and they they're very clear. And your actors are terrific. And I I, I got to think a lot of that's you because you gave them the stuff to, to to say. What has what has the audience response been? Yeah, it's been polarizing. Actually, okay. it has been. There've been things that uh, listen. It's a comedy. Laugh. I mean, if what I've found, some people that have commented on 
or, or found felt like they couldn't laugh. That makes me ask, what issues are you dealing with? Well, what's interesting, so in this, I, 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 part of it is context, part of it is, yeah, you bring your own baggage to it. Comedy is hard. You know, we, the thing that we're finding out in Trump's America, sadly, is that people feel like, racists feel like they don't have to hide behind their robes anymore. Right. You know, that's one scary thing. And that, is, that, that, that idea is dealt with in the play in a way to not give things away. So, uh, and there was a, the, a comment from a woman after, at the end of the talk back today. She was sitting right in front of us. And we were wondering, is she having a good time? We couldn't tell. Oh. African-American woman. And then she talked about, no, 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 sorry, it was the other guy. It was the other African-American gentleman. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who talked about he didn't feel like he could laugh early on because he wasn't in the right crowd to be laughing. So funny. Our second preview so diverse and it was it, the audience was amazing like everyone was was yeah. laughing and having a good time and then there's previews where it's predominantly white although last night's preview was predominantly white and they were they had a good time yeah. so it, it that that was interesting and i want to say something about uh, a, a gentleman who he's he's a, he's a great actor in town i won't, I won't say who he is but he saw the show and and he said that i I, I, there were two moments that I felt where I felt like, whoa, I, I don't know if I can laugh at, I don't, or I, I don't, I, I'm having feelings about this. And then, he, and then he thought, wait, 30, 40 years ago, the producers put on, uh, or uh, Mel Brooks put on the producers and had Hitler. He was like, wait, why am I being so, why am I dealing? And he said, I was, too, I was out of the play for a second dealing with my own shit. And then I got back into the play. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he was like, wait, why am I, why am I being so sensitive to, Anyway, and then he went, and then he was back in, and it was just, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, it just took him just a moment to kind of deal with his own uh, uh, biases about certain, certain issues that the play brings up, and so, it, it, I don't know, it's been, it's been really interesting hearing the different, it's, it's kind of difficult to gauge, actually. You know, I, yeah. I think everyone, for the most part, is enjoying it, and they're all. You, I can tell from the laughter within the crowd. So we'll get pockets of, ha, 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 and then it'll be quiet right over here, and then we'll get, ha, 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 and then it'll be. You, they can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> He's gesturing to different parts of the theater. Well, I mean, I don't know who came up with this phrase, the Looking Glass Marketing, or or you, or whoever. But you know, you, they've been describing it as a fun, comfortable new comedy. Yes. And it absolutely is. I mean, comedy's hard enough and then you've written a comedy about something that makes people think and feel and deal with their shit as you say yeah. and that's but today at the Sunday matinee that we saw it was it was a very responsive to, to my ears really responsive uh, laughing crowd yeah it, it, it's been it's been strange it's been a good strange yeah. like it's been uh, and, and then there are times where uh, yeah, and I'm just being critical of my own work. I'm like, ooh, maybe that doesn't work. And then afterwards, yeah. you, you have conversations with people, and they're like, man, that part where X happened, wow, I was... Yeah. Right. Just because it's not getting a laugh doesn't mean it's not landing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I've, I've, I'm learning to like let things go and only write when I need to. <laughs> let things... Leave it let, let it. let it lie.
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your serious topics ripe for comedy via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and the RSE is now on Instagram, too, at Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thanks, as always, to surprisingly woke Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Keegan Allen. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Frangela, a.k.a. Francis Callier and Angela V. Shelton. Check them out on Twitter, at Frangela Duo, and also their podcast is The Last Word Podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Thanks also to Kathy Taylor and Andy White of the Looking Glass Theater for helping me make this interview possible. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 584, 1750 seconds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. So what's your next project? The the musical version of Hotel Rwanda? <laughs> Exclamation point. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, it's funny. The next one will probably be a musical, and it's going to be more about, uh, it's going to deal with, uh, actually, it's going to fix racism. The next one will <laughs> is going to fix racism. That's the only reason why I'm writing the, the next one is to, I just want to end. I'm like, you know what? These first two, I thought they could do it. This one is going to end it. It's going to destroy racism. I'm so glad somebody's finally doing it. Well done, sir. <laughs> sure. No problem. Thank you. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.